Welcome to the podcast Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, keeping this feel real as we discuss today's habitual lifestyle with various topics, the occasional guests, women in business and fun, interesting chat. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent, work from home, have a sleepy commute to the office or flying high around the globe, there's something for everyone and anything goes, but keep it clean. It's just everyday life and how we fill it, so tune in and pump up the volume. It's good to talk with an appetite for life. Welcome to this three-part mini-series, Novels or Novellas. So the first episode is a story to be told. So they say there's a book in all of us, which is probably true. Whatever you do, whatever your tale, if you have a story to tell, write it down. It could be your life story, a family tale, an experience, good or bad. Even if your brain is bursting with explosive text, desperate to be read, where do you start? So you want to write a novel, where do you start? If, like me, you're just too eager to get the words down, you will just start writing or typing, which is fine. But to save you time in the long run, you may want to consider a few little points before you fill that A4 pad full of jargon. First of all, what is your book about? You might already know the answer to this question. After all, the story has been floating around in your head for years. But if you were asked by a total stranger who has never heard of your book before, it might not be so easy to answer without blurting out various scenes that may just not flow in the correct order. If someone does ask, what's your book about then? You should respond imminently. The words should be there at the tip of your tongue, ready to fire with a 20 to 30 second intriguing synopsis, leaving this stranger wanting for more. I learnt the hard way because until my novel had some structure, I too rambled on about various parts of the book. However, with a little guidance, my synopsis reads like this. On the morning of her wedding, Lillian White awakes with a hangover from hell, a naked stranger and no recollection of the previous night. As her eyes become focused, the panic sets in, as the once intimate romantic bridal suite resembles the aftermath of a wild, drunken party. Unread messages flood her inbox from her soon husband-to-be, but with only hours to spare, can she still go through with the wedding? So that's a synopsis. So when somebody says to me, what's your book about? I will just reel off. The main character, Lillian, wakes on the morning of her wedding in the bridal suite. She's drunk, she's hungover with a naked stranger and she can't remember anything about the night before. She's due to get married in a few hours and doesn't know what to do. So be clear, what is your book about? The other thing to think about is where is the story set? Is there a specific location or place in history that your book is based? It could be set in the past or the future. Is it scientific? Are there incredible monsters or unbelievable creatures? How does this environment affect your character or characters? Do your research. So if it's set in a time before you even existed, make sure you know the history. Be clear and correct on facts unless, of course, the locations and times are fictitious. If your book is set in the 1960s, no one can search Google for places to eat on the mobile mobile phones. If your book is set in the 1930s, they cannot drive a Land Rover Sport through Bluebell Woods. Be clear, where is your story set? So I'm going to read out a short clip from my novel, Lillian White's Journey, to give you an example of where you might think my book is set. It was a great house set in the country of Cheshire, semi-suburbia on the edge of a beautiful village called Sedley. It was a cosy, picturesque two-bedroom cottage, one of three. I had fallen in love with it instantly. A worn-out gate stood at the foot of a narrow path leading to a blue wooden panel door with a central large brass knob, white distressed bricks smothered in climbing ivy which fought with the eaves and golden shutters, completed the chocolate box look. 
It posed the charm and character of a 150-year-old residence with the added beauty of gas central heating and new PVC windows. The neutral wooden floors and terracotta tiles had been restored and cast iron fires, although time-consuming, heated the whole house. The views were exceptional, spectacular, with scattered woodland and surrounding farmland playing host to lots of wildlife, friendly horses and plenty of cattle. Perfect. So just from listening to that small caption, you know it's probably set in the 20th century. The UPVC windows probably give it away. So there we are. Where is your story set? Be clear. The next thing is know your characters. Now, this is really important. Know your characters. You will fall in love with them as you write the story. But who is your main character? Who is your protagonist? Your story is based and evolves around this person. Do they have a love interest? Does someone, does something happen to this character? Who are they close to? Is family relevant? Neighbours? Even animals? What makes them tick? I mean, don't stress too much as this character will grow with your story, but you do need an idea of who this character is based. Consider also who might have an effect on this their everyday life. For example, who is the second main character in the story? There probably is more than one character. There'll be several characters, but there'll be one or two, possibly three, that appear quite frequently. Now, the second main character they may not appear, they may not be present in every in every um, chapter, but it's clear that this second character plays a huge part in the pr- protagonist's world. Also, ensure names, birthdays, and character descriptions remain consistent throughout the story. I was caught out during um, part of an early editing, sorry, part of the early editing of my novel, as I'd stated that a pregnant character's waters had broke twice during labour. Not good. So make notes as you go along, jot things down, anything, tattoos, scars, birthdays, absolutely anything about each character, anything that you might easily forget. Keep a jotter in a notebook to hand so you can refer to it. And even if you wake in the middle of the night, write it down, know your characters. As an example, in front of me, I have my yellow Bible, which was next to me all the time when I was writing Lillian White's journey. Now, I've just turned to a page and I've got a character here called Jenny Ward. She's in the book. I don't want to give too much away if you've not read it. But about Jenny Ward, she's an underwear model. She's clever. She's a doctor. She's close to James. Uh, She bumps into Lillian, blah, 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 and so forth. So every character has a page or two about them and everything about that person is jotted down. So be clear, know your characters. The next thing is to plan your story. Does it have a structure? Think back to when you were a child writing a story for your primary school teacher, say. It always had a beginning, a middle and an end. For example, it might be once upon a time, blah, 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 then something would happen and then they lived happily ever after. Now, obviously, your book isn't going to go in quite that way. Um, But let's take Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, for example. We've got a beginning, a middle, something happens and then a summary and an end. So, Charlie's family are poor. They struggle to make ends meet and they're surviving on, was it, cabbage soup and water. Charlie is sad. He feels guilty for wanting more and he wants to be grateful for the things he has, um, but he can't see things changing. Then he falls upon the golden ticket. So, there's a change in the story. Uh, the middle, the change, something happens to, to, to change things. Um, so, he falls upon this uh, ticket and he has an opportunity to win the local chocolate factory, which obviously has been closed. So, he goes along and various things happen. 
happen. There's other children there. Um, they're falling each hurdle, leaving Charlie, the last child standing, who wins the factory, thus becoming rich. So there's the, there's something happened. It made things change. He's, he felt a lot happier, didn't he? How did he feel? And he lived happily ever after, basically. So that's the beginning, the middle and the end. So a few things to think about to give your story some structure. Not quite the same as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but the same kind of structure. So how does your story open? What is the scenario? Flood the reader with the details of your character here. How do they feel? For example, here's an opening to um, the first text, the first paragraph to Lillian White's journey. Rob and I are due to be married at two o'clock today. It's 10.48. I'm not showered. I'm not dressed. I'm not even out of bed yet. But there's signs that I should be as I hear the hotel awakening outside my bridal suite. As I stare into space, wondering if it's too late to back out, I try to be optimistic, searching for reasons why this wedding is a good idea. He's loaded. My dress is gorgeous. Breakfast is included and it's not raining. Also, since I was named around the time a new tampon was introduced, Lily White's tampons, it would be great to lose this association along with a teenage name calling and be known as Mrs Robert Lomax, which I think sounds more like a high-flying newspaper tycoon than a tampon. They say if in doubt, don't do it, but I haven't the courage to turn back and should have addressed my uncertainties months ago, but I didn't. My bad. So it's here. My wedding day is here and I don't know what to do. Shall I go for the traditional I do? and have a fabulous day or shall I grab my coat and run while there's still chance so how does your story open you can tell there's things going on there Lillian's not happy it's the morning of a wedding she's got doubts about this wedding and she's not feeling great about it so it's given you an opening and kind of draws you in you want to know what happens next so moving on then is there a drastic change Does something happen causing obstacles for the protagonist or a massive change that affects their world? Who's involved? Who else is affected? How does the main character feel now after this drastic turn of events? What can they do to resolve it? Can it be rectified? And can obstacles be overcome? And then the summary... How was it resolved? Make this interesting, funny, dramatic. Is the character now at peace? So beginning, a middle, a change, an end. It's probably quite simple to say that, really. It's not quite just like that. Um, But if you base it on that, you've got an opening, what's going on, what happens to change things. Um, Initially, how are they feeling at the beginning? How are they feeling at the end? Think back to books that you've read over the years. Imagine someone asking you what a particular book is about. How would you explain it? Think back to the beginning, the middle, the change and the end or the summary. So be clear, plan your story. So just to recap then, what is your book about? Where is your story set? Know your characters and plan your story. So anyone can write a book. Have the courage and begin your journey. So look out for part two of Novels and Novellas. The end is nigh. Welcome to the podcast Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, keeping the spiel real as we discuss today's habitual lifestyle with various topics, the occasional guest, women in business and fun, interesting chat. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent, work from home, have a sleepy commute to the office or flying high around the globe, there's something for everyone and anything goes but keep it clean. It's just everyday life and how we fill it. So tune in and pump up the volume. It's good to talk with an appetite for life.